We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way, and I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are 1,280 days into 14 days to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, how are you doing today? I'm healthy and alive. I'm glad to hear it. Before we get started today, I'd like to tell the listeners about some special features that we've been offering. Starting this week, officially starting this week, we now have a subscription service that is available. So if you would like to support our work, we would greatly appreciate that support. These subscriptions come with some special features. Normally, we have been doing an exclusive podcast on Friday that usually comes out on Monday. However, that will now be put onto our subscription tier. So if you are a subscriber, then that will go on to that tier. However, it will still go out on Monday. You'll just get it early is all. You'll also have access to our private messaging platform, so you can contact us directly. And you will have access to our, um, well, our, quite frankly, our one of some of our candid prep sessions. You'll have access to, to those. Those those can be quite interesting sometimes. So yeah, those are the two different things that we're offering at the moment. Bruce, you look like you want to say something. Go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to add the uh, the, the prep sessions, uh, just kind of a, a warning. Those aren't always family friendly. Uh, no, those are going to, those are going to be uncut. So yeah. Yeah. So those will be, uh, those will be reserved for, uh, for a tier two subscribers. So anyway, if you would like to throw your support behind the work that we do, again, we would greatly appreciate that. The link will be in the program description down below. All you have to do is click on it and it will take you through your web browser over to our subscription page. Subscriptions start at just $5 per month. With that being said, Let's get into the events of the day. Where would you like to start, Bruce? Honestly, I'm I'm kind of um let, let let's get the COVID out of the way. Okay. All right. Well, I did um, tell you. Yeah, you have something because I've got quite a bit on that. Some audio. I, so I, I've all right. I've got one thing just to mention um on this one and, and in kind of in in passing. Uh the FDA has approved another jab, uh, another booster authorized uh, for COVID nineteen authorized well they're, well they're saying approved but if you re they all the headlines say yeah. approved but if you go right. down in the text of the actual <clears throat> approval it says that they've been given emergency use authorization for a pandemic that is over yes that that ended in uh, march but uh yes that has now been approved or yeah um authorized and it's 
already shown to not be effective. Well, we also have a different variant than the one that they were shoveling at everybody. They were saying it was the X1BB-54792 or whatever. And then they came out with a different variant called Pirola or something like that. So that variant didn't have the same strain as that one. So that vaccine's not going to work for the next one that's already out. So yeah, there's that. But the good news is that... Well, Bruce, you might want to keep that mask handy because you're going to need it. Just as a follow-up, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I just wanted to take note. You're all, you're all masking, which is lovely to see, of course, but most government ministers are, are not now. Most MPs are not. Most people on the street are not masking. Is is there any specific guidance on that going forward at, at this point? This is Canada, by the way. This is the, uh, the the Canadian health minister. She looks familiar. She she looks like she's a not native Canadian. She looks like she's immigrated from somewhere. Although I can't quite put my finger on it. Somewhere in somewhere in the Far East, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Yes, Theresa Tam. So um, it is a layer of protection. We hope people have developed the habit to be able to use masks as needed during the respiratory virus season, not just for COVID, but for the, all the other um, respiratory pathogens that will be transmitted around this time. So I do think now is the time to get your masks ready if you don't already have them. Um, in our own particular context, we certainly in our area, there's been an uptick in some of the COVID-19 indicators. Uh, for me personally, there, there have been cases around, um, you know, my, even my work colleagues. So uh, that's one of the reasons uh, why we are wearing masks today. There's no way that this health minister, this astute, well-informed, well-read health minister, there's no way that this could be a, a, a Chinese Communist Party operative or anything. Could she? No. I, I can't no, of course not. No, no. Um, and I, the, for the listener's sake, um, the mask that she is wearing and the other uh, delegates that were there, the mask is crisp, clean, new, still has the crease from being in package. They literally just pulled them out of the package and put them on for show for this. They are, I mean, it, they're white masks. There is not a speck of dirt that you can see on there. So, yeah, uh, this is all show that this is they're they're trying to do this God, they were doing this here in the united states like uh what we had um from the view had covid and was wearing it um you you have uh the president who uh, jill came down with covid and he's supposed to be wearing a mask or some such and didn't actually wear a mask it, it, they're they're kind of playing with the idea of bringing masks back however i i kind of there was a part of me that is is this just a, hey, looky here, shiny, look, look, shiny, and then they're doing something else. That's kind of what I'm wondering. I, I know we've talked about they're probably going to bring this back and they're going to try to do this again. I agree that is a very real possibility. But at the same time, people are so, the only ones you're really going to get to mask up again are the ones that are already sold out Democrat. They're the, the crazies that believe climate change. They're the ones that believe everybody's going to die from COVID, right? They're, they're already wearing masks. I don't think they're going to be able to get the, the rest of the American populace to go along with this again. So I'm wondering if, yeah, they're going to try it again, but I'm, I, I, it feels like it's some, there's something else going on. This feels like it's a smokescreen. This feels like uh, they're, they're trying to dangle a shiny over here, but doing something else behind the scenes. And I'm not entirely sure what they're doing, what, what else is going on. Escalation, crashing economy. 
you know, war escalation. That, that, that's, yeah, that's a very, a war escalation, the economy's crashing, um, Bidenomics currency is doing such a fantastic, uh, yeah. currency devaluation, yeah. I mean, so those those are very real possibilities as well. If, if, if The thing is, if the COVID thing worked and they were able to shut us down again, well, they don't have to go to war because uh, the, the, the lockdowns would probably do us in uh, economically. Uh, we're on the brink right now anyway. And honestly, I think the, the whole reason the stock market and everything is is staying afloat is algorithms. I don't actually think the stock market is staying afloat because it's really doing that well. No, I, I think there's algorithms in play here and and they're waiting for the opportune time. And, and I hope I'm wrong on this, it, it, but I, I think they're waiting for the opportune time to pull those algorithms, just stop them and allow the market to do its thing. Uh, but they've got to have things. Why do you think we have the the, the borders open and allowing uh, people from less reputable countries uh, come into our country so that when we have these short, the, let's say the the inflation starts skyrocketing and your dollar's worth nothing, you can no longer afford food and you, you can no longer afford uh, housing. Um, but those those illegals that we have coming across the border, they're nothing's bad's going to happen. They, they're going to totally see what's going on. The, the, they'll agree with us that there's a problem and we'll all live in like this great utopia afterward, right? Right. Sure. Mm. I did hear something else. I heard this last night. The Department of Homeland Security is, this is coming from a DHS insider. Okay. So this is, this has been something that's been planned for quite some time. They are about to take part in a 40 nation, not 40 states, 40 nation training on a complete grid collapse. And as far as I know, they're not planning on just a few days here. We're talking months, two, three months, something like that. The word is, is that they are, they're, they're wargaming this, right? So kind of like the Event 201 thing, like they did with uh, Bill Gates and or Bill Melinda Gates Foundation and the COVID thing, they're wargaming this. Uh, kind of like Cyber Polygon that the World Economic Forum did, that that kind of thing. But the DHS is, is going to be doing this one with 40 other nations. And it is on a complete grid collapse for somewhere in the neighborhood of, of somewhere around, I heard two to three months is what they're planning on. Uh, and if you can imagine, and I'm not trying to alarm people here, but if you can imagine what they're wargaming for, I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm saying they're wargaming this. They're trying to wargame. The words that I got that I heard myself were a mix of total grid collapse and the movies The Purge, if you know what those were. So that's what they're that's what they're wargaming because they know that all hell is going to break loose and all emergency services are going to be offline. Do you remember Klaus Schwab when he says, "Imagine if you could, you know, bringing the to a complete halt the power supply, transportation, hospital services, emergency services." He says COVID nineteen would look like a small disturbance in comparison, and he's not wrong. If you think about the cushy lives that we live here in the West with our electricity and our running water, by the way, you don't have running water if you don't have electricity. I don't know if you know that or not. You don't have natural gas if you don't have electricity because that's what controls the regulators going to your homes. Oh, what do they want to get rid of? You don't have fuel for your car if you don't have electricity because the pumps to get the fuel out of the tanks underground are electric. You don't have access to fresh water because the process to purify that in a local treatment facility that we have 
per our infrastructure here in the West, requires electricity. You can't even get water out of the ground unless you have a hand pump at that point. If you've got one of the hand crank pump things, then you can get water out of the ground. But as far as it goes now, if you have a well on your own property even, and you don't have electricity, I don't have to tell well owners this. They know this. This is what they're planning for. And before I get your response, you mentioned Whoopi. I have to play this just because, because you mentioned it. This is her in her, how do, how do I, how do you not laugh at this? In her bedroom alone, wearing a mask. I just, I have COVID. <laughs> I just have COVID. I'm still testing positive. Apparently uh, I have to have a clear test before I can come back. So, you know, I can't wait to get back and hang out. But in, until then... It's me and my mask, and I'm sort of confined <laughs> to my room. Uh, so the um, uh, we'll, we'll kind of take things as as it was relayed. It, as far as the war gaming, honestly, I, I, I think in, in a normal scenario uh, where the government wasn't trying to kill us all uh, and the government didn't hate us, at the very least, the government didn't hate us, right? At the very least, you can't be serious. <laughs> they hate you. <laughs> Yeah, they hate they hate you. But it, I'm 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 if they didn't hate us, you know, in that scenario, if they didn't, right, big if, um, then I would expect them to have a plan. Uh, if there was ever, I mean, we're we're at war with Russia and China now. It's not official, like we don't have a congressional uh, declaration of war, but we're at war. They've said they're at war with us, um, so we're at war. So I expect them to have some kind of plan or something in place to know what kind of um, chaos is going to, to, to happen and how to mitigate it, how to get supplies to people, you know, those kind of things To if in, in the perfect world scenario. However, we know this is far from the perfect world and the government hates us. Um, so what is their real intention in running these um, war games? Um, that That's my... It almost feels like um, now uh, this might be a crazy thought, but it almost feels like those COVID, uh, you, you know, the, the the SARS war games they were doing uh, just before COVID happened, a few months before. And then lo and behold, we had COVID and everything that they were talking about that happened in the war game, they made happen That's crazy. And, and the narratives, they pushed narratives that. Uh, people were dying like crazy and made it seem like it was far worse than it actually was to get the hysteria they needed. This scenario, oh, and by the way, just just as a uh, aside, if you're one of the individuals that are listening that are like, yeah, I don't think the government really hates us. Go look at what they did for Maui. Um, go go look at how much aid we've been giving our own people uh, who lost everything. Look at some of the fire locations and how much damage was done. They have nothing. And in fact, uh, you you had fire department um, stopping people from going to their homes, saying the, the place has been evacuated. It, it's OK. Um, if you had any family members, they'll be at this rendezvous. Uh, and then later they found that the their kid was still at home or their family member was still at home, burned to death. Um, yeah, that that's that's our government. Um, so I have I have no belief. I have no, it, it, like, it doesn't even, it's not even a thought in the back of my mind that the government is doing this for good reasons. But moving on to the Whoopi Goldberg thing, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, so uh, she's originally an actor, right? Or actress. 
I didn't see any data that shows that she was COVID positive. I didn't see any kind of like she wasn't coughing or anything. The, the the voice that she was giving is something that you can do to make yourself sound like you're sick. She can easily just not wear makeup as an example. Was it real? I guess is the question. Or was this some was this some not really political stunt, but some like publicity stunt on her case because she's had so much negative press lately because of some of the things she said over the last what year or so? She said the the thing about uh, Jews, and then she's said some other stuff that were pretty reprehensible. So, is this kind of like a poor pitiful me thing? I'm 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 so virtuous. I'm so or who who is still getting COVID tested? That this this is my point. Who is still going out getting tested for COVID? Who is still do- if you have a mild cough uh, and a slight fever? Are, are are you going in and going get, getting a, a flu test or a COVID test or whatever? Or are you just taking the right precautions and the right regiment to overcome that quickly? I, I have never gone in to get a flu test or a COVID test or any of those kind of if I if I have if I come down with something something like flu-like symptoms, I increase my vitamin intake and get rest and and plenty of uh liquids and, and food. I, I, I just I'm not even convinced this was real. I, I'm more convinced that this was just for show to try to to, to build up more of that. Um, COVID's coming again. It, it it's here. It's it's with us. I, I think that's more what's going on. Could be, yeah. I I don't know. But who's still going out and getting tests? The people that you had mentioned before, the ones that are actually going to go along with it again, they're getting yeah, the COVID that's tests. That's true. Yeah, they're they, the ones. They, they are. Yeah. So that's fair. I could I could lump them because they're part of the whole loony left woke crowd or whatever. I could lump all of them into the uh, the thing, too. So they could they could just as easily be going out and getting tested. And you know what? I wouldn't put it past any of those production teams that are running that stuff through the unions and stuff that they have to not require that anyway. That's fair. There is that. That's I mean, fair. that that audience of that show, they were one of the um, I think they were one of the more prominent ones that made all of their audience mask until I think it was just a few months ago. They still had everybody in the studio uh, wearing masks and, and the nobody on the stage had to do it, obviously. But everybody in the audience had to whenever the camera would would shoot the audience, you know, doing the standing ovation or uh, fake canned clap or laughter or whatever. All of them were sitting there like trained seals wearing masks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that's fair. That, that's a fair point. But anyway, yes. Uh, to your point about uh, the having faith in the government to kind of sort out some problems. That is an organization. So the the DHS. Okay. So obviously, if there's a grid down thing, DHS FEMA falls under DHS. Okay, because of the new allocation uh, per George W. Bush. So FEMA would be the primary group that would be responsible for natural disasters, right? Because you're talking about a grid down scenario, that's going to be probably the single largest disaster in, in American history. You're going to have FEMA at the forefront of that, God help us all, because this particular organization could not find the Superdome in New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina. That is a structure that can be seen with the naked eye from space. It took them over a week to find it. And they're going to coordinate a national relief and help effort for the American people? I do not think so. So on to your point there about uh, the fact that we are at war with Russia and China, although it is not declared. You are correct. We are at war with Russia and China. Why? Because you had guys like Yuri Bezmenov telling us in the 80s, the United States is in a state of war, undeclared total war. 
He said that himself in his interview. I can go back and dig up all those clips. I'm happy to go back and, and cover all that stuff again and play everything that he said. We can't do it today, obviously, because I don't have it queued up and ready to go. But I'm happy to go back and do that again. On top of that, all of the defector literature that we've been digging into for, it's been a few months now, they've all basically said the same thing. We've had the experts, well, we had experts, I'll just say it like that. We had experts that were part of our foreign policy institutions from the 1950s, 60s, and 70s, pointing all of these things out as well, all the way up through the 70s and into the 80s, and it was all ignored. Everything was ignored. Everything's been turned on to this, uh, well, we don't want to, to cause any problems because, uh, well, that's going to go against um, uh, our foreign policy of, of detente, so we can't do that. We can't upset that. Okay, where are we now? Let's get this straight. You've got defectors like Anatoly Galitsyn that published a book in 1984. Forget the George Orwell pun. That's something That's something else. That's relevant too. But 1984 is when that book was published. He was working on that 20 years before. So mid-1960s, he defected in 61 to the West. And so he started his work and had the manuscript published. And it was finally published in 84 wasn't really given any attention. Nothing. This is a guy that had over 100 predictions in the 80s talking about how they're, yeah, they're going to bring the Berlin Wall down. The Communist Party is is going to dissolve. It's going to go underground. They're going to have a fake collapse of the Soviet Union. And then they're going to come back later with the fake split with China. The reason that they had the fake split with China, he was actually in the meeting when they talked about that. He was in the meeting when in 58 at the 81 Party Congress, of the Communist Party Soviet Union, they developed with China the long-range policy. It is in books. You can read about it for yourself. It is not some crazy crackpot conspiracy theory. It is there. We have documented evidence of it. The Sino-Soviet split was fake in order for us to go in. They needed to swindle us to go in and build up Communist China. And then they would split with the Soviet Union. The Soviet Union would do a fake collapse. And then they would come back later in a policy that Galitsyn wrote about in 84 called One Clenched Fist. Where are we today? Literally today, right now. You've got Russia and China that have had their military agreements all along. When we had defectors come over in the 80s, Besmanov and, and some of these other guys, some of these high-level GRU guys, they were saying, no, 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 no. That Sino-Soviet split, that wasn't real. That was faked. They've had secret military agreements all along. You had guys like Mikhail Gorbachev, who said, we're going to have the Soviet Union from Brest, which is in Belgium, over to Vladivostok. And then you had guys like his successor, Boris Yeltsin, say, oh, no, we're going to have Vancouver to the Urals. Why Vancouver? What does that mean? I'll tell you what that means. They've already sold the lower 48 to the communist Chinese. That's what they've done. They've already made that deal. China is to occupy the lower 48 and to exterminate the native population. If you do not believe that, then I can tell you where to go to where you can figure that one out. There was a secret speech that was made in 2003. Bruce, I will be sending you a copy of this when the show is over. There was a secret speech in 2003 by a Chinese Communist Party general named Chiao Chen. This was given to top party cadres. This was not ever meant even for the Chinese military lower ranks. It was just meant for the upper brass. That was it. Just a small party cadre. That was it. Western eyes were never supposed to see that. We have transcripts of it. It was, it was smuggled out of China. The people that smuggled it out, I think, are all dead now. And it explains what their plans are, what they intend to do. And America is at the top of their list. So we have all of these 
things that are that are there now. What is going on today, right now, today? You have the dictator of Venezuela in Beijing right now meeting with Xi Jinping. He is there. Bruce, did you see the video of that that lovely, lovely, heartwarming welcome that was given to Nicolas Maduro? Have you seen it? I, I just so happen to have it right here so you can take a look at it, right? This is, I mean, the motorcade, right? Going to, you see the picture of the dear Chairman Mao right there? Yeah. So it was a warm welcome. Of course, President Xi and his his wife there. Don't you love the cars? Isn't that great? That's a, that's right out of Chairman yeah. Mao, that is. Yeah. 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 I think they had three marching bands there and they, uh, they stood there for their whole photo ops and everything. You know, the picture snapped and they have all their entourages and everything. They literally rolled the red carpet out for this guy. You see? They did indeed. Um, it's a, it's a better showing than what we've seen, uh, our own governments giving our allies. That's true. Case in point, Emmanuel Macron, uh, or I guess the, the French government welcoming Modi to France. That was pathetic. Yep. That was beyond yeah. pathetic. But anyway, you get the idea here, right? They, they literally rolled the red carpet out for all this stuff. Okay, fine. Right. They got all these marching bands there and blah, blah, blah. There's about two or three. I counted three marching bands uh, in all of that. They had the gun salutes and everything that the communist bloc countries do. Which, by the way, you made an interesting point. You said, no, we don't have the communist bloc anymore. We have BRICS, the BRICS mm-hmm. alliance. What's BRICS? You said BRIC is BRIC. What's a BRIC? it's more um, blocks. I mean, it's it's another. Yeah, (laughs) it's a block. So, yeah, we don't have a communist block. We have we have bricks. Okay, well, that's fine. Now, if that's not enough, right, there's plenty more to go around, uh, especially today. If that's not enough, you have the rocket man, Kim Jong Un, who was on his little armored train there and he crossed the uh, the Russian border. Just so happens they're having an Eastern Economic Forum, which oddly enough, it looks awfully familiar to the World Economic Forum of Klaus Schwab and Henry Kissinger. Uh, just saying, right? This is the format of it. It looks oddly similar. So the rocket man decides he's going to go up there, Kim Jong-un, and he's going to meet with, well, by God, that's Vladimir Putin, isn't it? It is. Huh. I'll be darned. It's almost like they're, it's almost like they're working together. Almost. Almost, yeah. Almost. Yeah. Of course, you don't want to jump to any conclusions or anything. And then, you know, of course, well, <laughs> you see they're touring a missile facility here. This is reported by TASS uh, again this morning. Again, uh, Putin. And it, I believe that's Putin. That is Putin. Yeah. Unless it's a body mm, double. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's that's him. Yeah. So they're they're all touring the facility there. Boy, those suits look good, don't they? Um, I also want to point out that uh, if Putin has cancer, he's uh, looking pretty good. Yeah, he or, is. Uh, yeah, mm. it's looking looking pretty good. Now, if that's not enough, I look at you see Bruce. They're having lunch, and they've got they're all standing up for for a toast, glasses of wine there, all the way around. Yeah, and they're they're <laughs> typical long table and uh, yes, very long table. Uh, so anyway, if anybody needed any uh, any kind of confirmation, uh, well, it's there now. What is Kim Jong Un doing there? Well, they're shoring up a uh, an arms treaty. Uh, well, not really an arms treaty, an arms deal, more or less, with the Russian government. Now, I'm entirely convinced of the fact that this arms deal has never really ceased. They're just making it public now. I'm I'm also wondering, um, we've kind of talked about this a little bit. I don't remember if we've talked about this in prep or if we talked about it on recording. But either way, Russia wants to use nukes. Uh, yes. They, they, they want to... Well, they, they don't... I, I think they... 
I think they have to because they need to judge. They need to escalate, but they need to judge what the response is going to be. And they yes. don't know what that's going to be. So it, it's got to be. I think this is why they've concocted this whole thing with Wagner and Prigozhin and everything, because they need to they need to have a breakaway group that they can blame it on somewhere else. So you've got Belarus with Lukashenko that they've more or less isolated because they've moved their nukes into there. And if there's a launch by a, quote, rogue group, I'm just theorizing here because this is this is all about the, the strategies that they do. Our retaliatory doctrine says that we are to retaliate on the country that initiates the launch against us. Therefore, if you have a missile that's commandeered by a <clears throat> rogue group in a country that's not Russia, that means Moscow is not responsible and you don't retaliate against them. Right. At the and same that- time... You have the Chinese using the North Koreans for the same type of purpose. And that that's exactly where I was going with it, is I, I'm wondering if that's also been uh, talked about behind the scenes, if you will, and offering, uh, obviously, Kim Jong-un, uh, they would offer him sanctuary or what have you, if, if that came to it um, or something like that. They uh, Because dictators like to ensure that they're safe, but, uh, you know, screw their people. So uh, it, that would also fit kind of that scenario as to what they're talking about. Though, honestly, that's probably already done. Like that part of the deal has already been made. To be fair, this is all something else for show or, or you know, yeah. Everything we're seeing now is for public consumption. They're doing this on purpose for us to see. All of this has been done. You're absolutely right. This came out last week. I thought you would find this rather interesting. The North Koreans now have a nuclear capable submarine. Uh-huh. Now, not um, a nuclear powered submarine, but capable of holding up to 10 submarine launched nuclear ballistic missiles. And the leader, the the dear, excuse me, uh, what does he call himself? The marshal, <laughs> Kim Jong-un, has said that he has ordered the entirety of the North Korean Navy to be outfitted with tactical nuclear weapons. Now, I was talking with Marty because Marty's you know Navy Navy guy, retired Navy guy, um, and I think we were able to to pretty much narrow it down to the fact that you've got one submarine here in dry dock. Okay, so mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that if that were to be backed off the um, the dry dock there into the sea, I'm pretty sure she would sink. Uh, but the entirety of the North Korean Navy, I believe, is one non-working diesel electric submarine and three fishing trawlers. I think that's what makes up their uh, their navy. They don't have a navy at all, I don't think. No, and judging by the imagery of this submarine, it looks like it's been stored in that warehouse for a while. Which, by the way, uh, the listener can't see this part, but I, I find it funny. Uh, the warehouse they're pulling it out of, um, it's it, it looks like a normal like hangar-sized building. They have a small cutout in the, in the wall of the building so that the top of the submarine can fit through it. I, I just found that quite funny. You can't build a warehouse big enough to house the submarine. You you have to. Yeah. Anyway, it's a slight, uh, it's a slight engineering oversight, just a slight I, one. Just. Yeah. So because of that minor oversight that they had, I am of the opinion that this submarine and based upon its current state, based on what the imagery looks, I mean, that the the, the the paint on that, it looks like there's a bit of rust in places. I mean, it does yeah. not look... It looks like they like just it's welded it together. Yeah, it looks like the, yeah. the welders they, they had working on that were working on a Saturday and they were on their way to launch. Yes. Uh, so I'm, I'm not... Now, that, that's not to say it, it's possible they could house nuclear weapons in there, and it's possible that it could, in fact, possibly launch one. That is a possibility, and we should not overlook that. Uh, however... 
It just, it, it doesn't look like it. I mean, this thing, this looks like a giant paperweight. That's what it looks like. We were, we were looking at some of the, um, some of the outer hall there and we, I, I'm not going to get too detailed. We we're looking at some of the outer hall and, and Marty was like, oh yeah, that right there, that's a problem. That's a problem. That's, that's not going to hold up. That's not going to hold up. He says, oh yeah. It says, as soon as that goes down, you're going to see all those problems. And so I don't put any faith in that whatsoever. None. No. And that, that hole in the top of the building there where they were backing it out, it looks like they just grabbed whatever circular saw they had hanging around the, uh, the, the workshop there uh -huh. and they just cut a hole in it just to get it out of there for the, uh, the photo op. Yep. It, it's not even straight. Like the cut isn't even straight lines. It, 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 the, the left side of the cut is crooked. But anyway, it looks like uh, from from uh, someone that's not this isn't my field. It literally looks like they just took the, the like a, a large uh, I, I don't know what the, the, the hump you, where it houses the missiles. I'm assuming is what it's supposed to be. It looks like they just took, took paper mache and built something on top of a, an already made submarine and, and just uh, for the photo op is all it looks like. I mean, I want to see them. I, I want to see the christening of this and this be launched. I, I want to see this in the ocean that that would be entertaining uh, to me, because as Marty was pointing those things out, that is my suspicion that it's just going to fold up like an empty can. <laughs> Yeah, and you know the uh, the photographs that we're seeing, we don't see the propeller. We don't see the. That's uh, another point. Yeah, yeah we don't point. see any yeah. of that. We don't see the propulsion at all. And so, and of course, they have this covered up in front. So, the, obviously, the tube doors. We don't, you know, torpedo tube do doors. We don't see that either, and we don't see anything about whether or not their um, uh, their ballast tanks even would be operational. You know that that's actually a good a point as well. Even even with whatever the heck they have over the nose of that submarine, you can still see the ribs of the submarine through it. Like it again, it looks like paper. The entire submarine, now that I'm looking at it closer, looks like it might be paper mache because you're, you you can kind of see the skeleton like. So you know how if you made like a, a skeleton out of wood and then you took uh, some kind of material like fabric or something like that and stretched it around there, it's not going to be a nice rounded circle. It's going to be straight edged in some places. That's kind of what this looks like. And you can see the skeleton through it. That's what this nose cone looks like and some of the shadowing and reflection on the side of it. It looks like there's... I see what you're uh, saying. You so the, like, the so like one of the old fashioned blimps where you see like the, the skeleton yes. where they, you know, before they put all the hydrogen well when they were using hydrogen before they put all the hydrogen into it to to get it to you know you when it would compress a little bit you could see the, the mm -hmm. shell of it yeah yep, exactly and that that's kind of what this looks like uh so it in some of the places like we were talking about the supposedly the the newly added bit uh forgive me that i i know nothing of the components on a submarine what what bits are called but uh it looks like paper mache it just doesn't look it doesn't look real uh, the submarine itself, the the actual body looks like it, it could be um, at least uh, powder coated or, or something, you know, it, w whatever material it is. It looks like it could be real, but the added bits, it just nah. And assuming that she is seaworthy, I mean, I wouldn't want to go on that thing. Would you? Would you want no. to go on a, a submarine no. made by the North Koreans? I don't think so. Do you want to sleep down there? I don't think so. No, I, I have no faith in uh, the construction of that at all. To be fair, I wouldn't even want to be in an actual like American submarine. I, I, I just I'm not a huge fan of of deep uh, water. Personally, I'm not. They're awful. Comfortable. I'm, I'm a land. You'd be surprised uh, how comfortable those things are. Oh, I'm 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 sure they're they're. Um, but I've I've been in submarines before and like museums and stuff. Now they're older. They're not the nuclear of today, which is much different. But 
yeah, I'm just not interested in being in that tight, confined space underwater under like just just not my thing. Yeah, I I understand your uh, I understand your concerns. Well, anyway, I'm going to ask the question again, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Are we seeing one clenched fist? In your opinion, in your opinion, Bruce, based on just what we're seeing now, do you believe that we're seeing one clenched fist, the strategy coming together, coming back together? Because part of that yeah. includes the reunification of the Soviet Union. So you've got yeah. to have that. And Ukraine, you've got to have, if you're Russia, you've got to have Ukraine or it doesn't work. You've got yep. to have them back or it doesn't work. Yep. Uh, it, it definitely seems like they're trying to uh, revive what was the Soviet Union. And the thing is, at first, I thought Ukraine, like in the very beginning, I, I thought Ukraine, maybe, maybe it's under new management. Maybe, you know, when Trump was kind of talking with uh, the president there, I thought maybe. But uh, now, no, he, he just seems like he's either either a corrupt politician that is just out for the money like he's he's working with the US or the western world to uh you know money laundering those kind of things or he's uh a puppet of Putin or both i mean it, it's very possible he's he's both of those things and i did hear today that uh, provided because they have ukraine has elections coming up so provided they have the elections that go forward I heard today from somebody who has sources in Ukraine. They all say the same, pretty much the same thing. Zelensky is more or less out, so he's he's done. They'll they'll replace him. They'll put somebody else in. I thought they were going to have elections in the middle of a war. According I don't to know. Zelensky. The, what I what I had heard was again. I heard this this morning that pretty much he's on his way out. So it would not surprise me. Yeah, it would not surprise the, me. Yeah, people are not happy with him. You know, the, the Ukrainian people that are still left are not happy with him. So they're gonna they're looking to have him removed. Yeah. I, I, I can see that. But the thing is, is, uh, you know, here in the U.S., we, we have concerns about our election electoral process and uh, uh, the cheating that goes on and whatnot. And do, do you think Ukraine is immune to this? Like, do you think Ukraine, do you think Ukrainians are going to vote for the, the politician that they want and they're going to get the politician that they want? No, of course not. They're going to get the politician that is selected for them. It, it'll be someone either that's uh, supportive of uh, Putin or it's going to be someone else that continues to work with and hide the criminal dealings that have the Western world is using Ukraine for. It, it'll be something more on those lines. It, it's possible, though, that, again, whoever gets in office is both of those things. And it could be that it'll be someone that's elected that feigns being uh, about clean, cleaning up corruption, does some damage to the U.S.'s um, image but is really a, a, a puppet uh, of Putin. That, that, that's also something that's very plausible as well. And speaking of re-election campaigns and having your politicians chosen for you, we have our former Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. She's announced her re-election bid. 83 years old. Bruce, again, I told you I had some, uh, I told you uh -huh. prep that um, she was on MSNBC. Does it look like she's had a little bit of work done there? She's um, yeah, the, those uh, those cameras yeah. do a great job at uh, hiding all those. Oh, yeah, I don't think no, it's cameras. Yeah, she's had work done. Yeah, no, she, I, I, I don't she think disappeared it's cameras. for a little it's bit. Totally, and yeah. yeah, you can tell where it's everything's been pulled and stretched. Uh, and uh, yeah, she and some she had a little, and whatnot. Yeah, 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 she had a little work done. She looks about, oh, I don't know, 10, 15 years younger. <laughs> she's 83 she does, years yeah. old. Yeah, 83 years old. And she looks like she's, I don't know, mid 60s, something like that. Yeah, 60s. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. The, yeah. You can change. The, the thing is, on a car, you can change the body all you want. Uh, but what's under the hood, if you don't change that, if you don't fix that up, 
it, your car is going to break down just the same. She can fix up her skin suit all she wants and make herself look, you know, 40 years younger, if that's even humanly possible. But under the hood, man, she's still 80 something or maybe even she may be functioning older than that because it seems like every time you see her speak, she's uh, drunk or, you know, on some kind of uh, drugs or something. So I don't know, man, it, these politicians like this, it, it's another one of those uh, bottle of water. It could be elected in those districts, I, uh -huh. I, I think. If you put a D on there, man, that bottle of water will get elected. And I, I, I think I think that's actually what's going on. I don't think she's going to get elected officially. I, I think she's going to be, quote unquote, elected, finger quotes, and she'll she'll get the she'll continue in that position. She doesn't even live in her district. Feinstein doesn't even live in her district. Feinstein, she doesn't even know where she is. Maxine well, Waters doesn't live in her district. AOC doesn't live in her district. These people do not live in the areas that they represent. Do you know that's illegal? No. They own a house there, of course. They have a residence there, sure. but they don't live in it. It's just an empty shell. Yeah. Um, in, in, <laughs> in Pelosi's case, honestly, um, she said, we, we kind of talked about this a little bit in prep, and I, I, I was being a little... Uh, facetious, but uh, the point still stands. Um, she's talking about the the um, values of San Francisco that she wants to bring to the rest of the uh, country. I would ask you, what values are in San Francisco? What values are there that the rest of the, the country needs that they don't already have? Well, the the issues that you're talking about, you see, Bruce, I think those are just, I think those are isolated issues. I think they're just very, very subtle things that, you know, San Francisco has a lot to offer, but you see, there's just, there's a little problem there with crime, just a little bit. Um, but again, that's, a, that's an isolated issue. She's going to tell you. How do you turn San Francisco around? Well, it, let me just say that uh, these attacks are not unusual from the right. We have the New York Times having a field day about one thing or another in San Francisco, and we wonder about Hang on a minute. The, the New York Times is now a right-wing paper? Since when? Good question. That's news to me. Yeah. Anyway. Help them, too. But nonetheless, the fact is we do have a, an isolated situation in the uh, downtown San Francisco, in the Tenderloin District and the rest. And, it's a, and we have just said to the people there and the rest who are very much concerned about it, that if it, there is crime and there is violence and there are drugs, there will be arrest. And that's the way it is. That's the way it is. There will be arrest. Something. She, she didn't say that there would be any convictions. <laughs> there wouldn't be any prosecutions or convictions, but there will be arrests. That's true. Sure. There'll be arrests. Um, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, in fact, uh, I'm sure law enforcement is going to go out of their way to make those arrests when they full well know nothing's going to happen and they're going to be arresting the same person again the next day. I want to point out as well, uh, we were talking about her having uh, a facelift. She also got new dentures. Yeah, pearly uh, I want to point out they're, yeah. they're nice, pearly white. But the other thing is they're fitted. Or at least they're fitted better. Uh, I know a few people that have dentures that um, uh, getting them fitted is is difficult. It sounds like she doesn't have that uh, typical lisp that Nancy Pelosi had, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, because well, of the dentures Bruce, uh, that not being could fitted have, right. That could have been due to the nine or ten Adderall and the fifth of Jack Daniels she had before she called the press conference. That's that's very possible too. That um, she does have uh, in her office uh, alcohol, so. Uh, that, An entire refrigerator point. full of alcohol, actually. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Nancy Pelosi, that that reminded me of something that just happened because, you know, we, we had the insurrectionists on January 6th that went into her office and whatnot. Um, did, did you hear about the uh, insurrectionists that um, went into McCarthy's office? Now, I don't really like McCarthy, but insurrectionists invaded his office as well. Um, but none of them were arrested and, and charged with insurrection or sedition or whatever. None of them were, were charged with that. And they accosted him in his own office. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, it was some protest. Uh, it was, there were protesters that were protesting the HIV AIDS funding or whatever it is, whatever the welfare thing is uh, for that. It had been ended or something and they were pro protesting it. And yeah, anyway, whatever. Uh, my, my point is, is um, if you look at the rhetoric the left is constantly doing, this is a point that I am... <laughs> I, I, I don't want to say eternally, but it, it has been eternally so far uh, frustrating is uh, Republicans have no backbone and they're unwilling to We're we're in the middle of a zero sum game. At this point, you have to use as Republicans. I'm sorry. It's, this is not I know Republicans typically like being, um, uh, well, nicer than God, uh, to put it bluntly. Those people that were in McCarthy's office should be charged as an insurrectionist. That that should be what, what's brought against them. And they should have 40 different counts of that thrown at them. Just as they did the January Sixers, uh, Republicans need to um, buck up, find their testicles, and start pushing the left like the left is pushing uh, the right. And all the tactics that the left are doing to them, it's time to buckle down and do the same thing. Impeachment hearings, I know, yeah, we don't like impeachment and, oh, it's just for political show and uh, boo-hoo. I don't care. It, 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 political show or not, it's time we buckle down and do the same things. 20 different impeachment hearings. Let's go. Let's hear it. We, we, need, it, we need to start doing these kind of things. I'm sorry. Um, the left has broken that um, civil contract that we, we have with, with one another. We, we, we kind of had this agreement, if you will, um, to keep things civil and following um, an, an order, if you will. There is no civil order the left is following anymore. There is none. And the, the fact that the right is continuing to do this, you will lose. You will lose every time if you continue to say, oh, well, we have to take the high road. No, -uh, not, not anymore. There, there is no high road at this point. The same tactics they're using against you, it's time to buckle down and you do the same thing to them. I want to see all kinds of lawsuits you have these protesters, these, uh, I don't care if it's Antifa or whoever it is, or if it's just these uh, Just Stop Oil or, or you know, the, those type, the, the climate change people, and they start gluing themselves to things. You keep those law, the, the lawsuits on them. You make it absolute hell for them because they do it to us. And I, I, I think it's, it's now time to just, as I said, find your testicles and let's start doing this um, because I... I I would rather us fighting in the political stage. I would rather us fight here in politics and in elections and not actually on the streets fighting. I don't want to see bloodshed. I do not want to see that. So we have to start fighting politically. We have to start doing this on the home front, you know, at your uh, school board meetings or whatever, What your, your local things. We have to start fighting this. If we don't, the average person doesn't get involved in this it will end up being bloodshed in the streets. And I, I'm not, I don't want that. I'm not saying, I'm not, and I'm not calling for that either for any of you that are, that are saying that 
I, no, I don't want this. Um, but it will end up there. They'll, they'll start, uh, collapsing our economy or we'll just have, uh, uh, government start kicking in doors to try to confiscate either your property for whatever reason, taxes or or some pseudo law that they're violating constitutional right in, like uh, New Mexico, you know, saying you can't conceal carry or open carry uh, when it's your constitutional right. Um, it, yeah. Anyway, you're right. If you don't do things politically, see everybody, you're talking about playing politics and I'm not talking about left, right politics. Forget that. I'm talking about playing the political game, mastering the political game, because that's what they're doing. They're playing politics against everybody because everyone on the quote conservative side isn't playing politics. They're running the tables on everybody in the political arena because nobody knows how to play politics because we have to take the high road like you're talking about. Well, the flip side of that is what you said. It will turn to violence. But here's the problem with that, other than the fact that violence is a problem. Here's the bigger problem with it. Let's say that we don't play the political game and these sorry sacks like what I've got here on the on the screen, Senator Schumer, let's say that they take it to a violent stage. They're ready to run the tables politically there as well, because if you don't know how to play politics, then you're not going to know what to do politically on the field of violence when they take it there, because they're going to take it there. It's just a matter of when. They always do. Every time in history, they do this. Every time they have a, a Marxist revolution in a country, they do exactly the same thing. And the United States is no different. But we've been told year after year, generation after generation, it can't happen here. Well, guess what? I got some bad news for you. It is. And you better damn well wake up to it. I would also like to point you back to 2020 when those riots happened. That was uh -huh. just a test run. Yep. 100%. Now, Bruce, the Trump Russia, and forgive me, I'm not a fan of Trump these days. I've spent, I don't know how much time criticizing the man, and I will not support him in this next election. But the Trump Russia collusion, was that a witch hunt, Bruce? Yeah, that, 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 was, that was a witch hunt. Yeah. It was a witch hunt. All right. This is Chuck Schumer on the official response to the House with Speaker McCarthy supposedly launching an impeachment inquiry. I think the impeachment inquiry is absurd. The American people want us to do something that will make their lives better, not go off on these chases and uh, witch hunts. The bottom line is, as we've said, you can only accomplish keeping the government open in a bipartisan way. Shameful, shameful witch hunts. The American people deserve better. They, they want their lives to be made better by the government. You see these these shameful things. Yeah, uh, the impeachment stuff, I, I do agree. I think it is just for show. Uh, I think we should be impeaching uh, the Biden administration. Uh, I think there is very real criminal things that have uh, gone on. We've talked about it ad nauseum here. However, this is political. Um, this is just for show. Uh, I think McCarthy's trying to keep his job, keep his position. I think that's all this is about. But uh, at the same time, it has to be done. This is the morally correct thing to do. We have to impeach him. I mean, it, it's not it's not a we have to do it because uh, no, he's done criminal activity. He has he's he's almost guilty of treason. I would need the he is. Uh, well, Specifically, I, specifically, I can reference what you've brought up before. I can reference the stealth technology to the Chaikovs. Yes. So the reason I worded it the way I did is, technically speaking, we, we haven't gone through the legal process yet. He is guilty of it. Don't get me wrong. He is guilty. He is treasonous. Actually, t technically speaking, I'll, I'll, I'll one-up you there. I'm sorry for doing it, but we have to call a spade a spade. Technically, 
the word treason, the reason we don't charge people with that anymore is because due to the <clears throat> fake collapse of the Soviet Union, we don't have any declared enemies. That's they're, that's they're true. not a they're not an adversary. They're a partner. China is not an adversary. They're a partner. You can't convict anyone of treason anymore. Yeah, that, 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 that's a fair point. We can't even um, name our enemies. We can't you know, we can't even say the word communist in the mainstream. You know, we can't even say that. We can't say that. We can't say that on on mainstream television, even though that's what these people are. We can't name that. We can't say that. Yeah. Let's say for a moment, though, that uh, the impeachment does go through, which I've heard from experts, quote unquote, it's going to happen. It's not a matter of if he'll be impeached, but a matter of when. And that's going to be the end of it, though. It's not once it gets to the Senate floor, there is it, nothing else is going to happen. He's not going to be removed. If he's removed at all, it'll be from the 25th Amendment. It will not be uh, because of impeachment. And honestly, at this point, you know, we, we've kind of joked about uh, Kamala Harris being president um, and how awful that would be. But I'm I'm actually I, I think that might actually be beneficial now because she is such a horrible liar. She is such a horrible presenter of of anything, just any like you watch any of her speeches or, or interactions, interviews, whatever. She is horrible, easy to see through easy to read. Maybe this would be beneficial to have her in that position because um, the things that she would be required to do, she doesn't have that um, um, charisma uh, to to lie, basically. She's too much of a pothead. I, 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 I legitimately think she is a, a pothead. Uh, you know all those people she put behind bars uh, for doing marijuana mm -hmm. or yeah. possessing marijuana? Yeah. I think she was just skimming some of that off for herself. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah. So, no, I honestly, we need to go through with the impeachment. We need to go through with it. I'm not sure, though. I need to see what the articles, uh, what, what they're presenting. The, from what I understand, they're not going into the full details of the criminal activity of what Hunter's been doing and, and Biden's involvement or Joe Biden's involvement. They're both Biden's uh, for clarity. I, I, I don't know that they're going to be able to investigate that aspect of it, which they very well should. So I'm not really sure what the guidelines are for this impeachment uh, inquiry. But does it matter? That, 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 that's the thing is, does it matter? We, we, we have to go after the left like they're going after us. We have to play their game. And, and I'm, I, know it, I, I know as Republicans and conservatives, and uh, we, don't, we don't like um, being dirty like that, but not only should we be doing that, but you know, when the election rolls around and they're, they're doing the ballot boxes and they're doing the... You know, all that, we should be doing the exact same thing. If they're going to cheat at the ballot box, I'm sorry, uh, I'm not for cheating, but we need to be doing the same thing. If the right does it, th this is the thing, if the right does it, it always backfires and there's always litigation that happens. However, the truth will come out. And if this happens and if somehow Republicans find their testicles and are able to make some kind of push in this direction, perhaps... Uh, we'll get some uh, cleaning up and we'll find the truth on elections. We're also going to have to start calling out our international adversaries on the world stage. You're going to have to do that. Agreed. We need to recognize yeah. the fact that we actually have adversaries in this world and we don't. And that has been absolutely detrimental to not, our, not just our foreign policy, but our domestic policy as well. All of that has to change. Everything has to supposedly, change. Supposedly some, somebody is seeing something because I, I just read today that China is no longer our number one trade partner. 
here in uh, for the U.S. It's actually it's about Mexico time. now. It's about time. Well, Mexico. And it's not any better that being Mexico. It's closer to home, but it should be it should be all on the home front. We should have brought it all back here. The problem is, is there's so much federal regulation. Um, it makes it difficult to do those things. Um, God, and can you imagine just like uh, I was I was talking to a family member. Um, they they work at a, um, a custodial job at a uh, it's like part time job they have for at a school or something just to have something to do uh, as they're retired now. But they were talking about how much money they're paid. And I, I was joking with them and I said, you could you could go get a job at, at a, a like a, a, you know, Wendy's or a McDonald's or something like that. Flipping patties. You get paid more doing that than the custodial job being, you know, have a, basically uh, the, the custodial job he has is basically he's handyman. He's doing all the repairs and the, the maintenance and all that kind of stuff as well. It's like twelve dollars an hour for that. You get 15 starting. At, at a fast food joint flipping patties uh, it, it's 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 broken man it's all upside down it is it is well we are out of time today we are going to have to call this one done it's been a great conversation my friend we will see you next week I'd like to thank you for being here today thank you to all of the listeners god bless everyone have a great evening